This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Wow, what am I going to find here? So think of yourself as that person. Like, what am I going to find here? What, what do I not know about myself? What do I like? It's kind of supporting the preservation of these amazing arts and crafts. That's how we are born. But somehow as we are growing up, we put ourselves in a box or the society puts us in a box. Oh, you are an engineer and you're supposed to do this. Or you are a doctor and this is how you're supposed to function. Hello and welcome to the Passion People Podcast. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 27. And I'm your host, Naga. The Passion People Podcast chronicles stories of people who follow their passion and make it manifest in tangible ways so you can get inspired and get one step closer to what it is that you're passionate about. We have an episode about multiple passions today And if there was ever a meta episode about passion, this is the one. In today's episode, we are in conversation with Geetika, who is a designer and entrepreneur. She is an individual who has a lot of creative pursuits. So much so that she started her own company because she got tired of looking for masters of a particular craft in different countries. What kind of crafts are we talking about? It could be making a bamboo bicycle, making shoes, natural textile dyeing in Vietnam, calligraphy in Japan, street art, or even brass bell crafting. Are you interested? Tune in to find out more. Hi, Geetika. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the Passion People podcast. Thank you, Naga. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us what you do and uh, what your passion is? Sure. Um, So I'm a designer and I'm also the founder and CEO of VAWA, which is an acronym for Vacation with an Artist. What do you do as as your job as a designer and uh, how is it connected to what you do with VAWA? Well, as a designer, my entire life, um, what I have done is just like be creative and come up with creative uh, solutions to problems and sometimes through making things, sometimes through like finding inspiration around the world, like turning that into solutions. So VAWA as a business is a culmination of my entire career as a designer and creating a product, creating a brand that people find uh, inspirational useful to their lives um, and something that's also very relevant and meaningful in our world uh, at this time. So that's what I do as a designer. Right. And so can can you also walk us through what uh, uh, Vacation with an Artist is and how you came up with the idea of this? Sure. Um, so VAWA is, is a website to book unique travel experiences. So think of it like a mini apprenticeship where you can work one-on-one with an artist or a maker or a craftsperson in cities around the world to dive into a skill. 
So you could spend a week in Japan learning calligraphy from a grandmaster, or you could spend、uh, a week in India learning how to make your own bamboo bicycle, or a week in London learning how to make your own、uh, leather shoes to making fiber sculptures in New Mexico Santa Fe. So it's it's really one-on-one apprenticeships where you are spending you know four to five days immersing into a place, but also Into the craft、um, with an artist who who is your host,、um, and then you get to see the place through their eyes as well.、Um, so it's it's a full immersion. So that's what Vava is.、Um, yeah, it's just、uh, there are seventeen different art forms. Um, so they're everything from painting, sculpture, tattoo making, ceramics, woodworking, leather crafts, all kinds, every possible creative art form you can think of, even guitar making.、Um, and、uh, we're currently in 28 countries, so there are options in pretty much all continents right now. That's amazing. How how did you think of? An idea like this. Yeah, I mean, the the story for Vava is is pretty long. It goes back 20 years ago when I was in college in India,、um, architecture college, when I would spend my summers working with craftspeople, and I just loved the idea of not having a checklist,、uh, not having a. a You know, big itinerary of all the things that I wanted to cross off my list.、Um, I would just land in a place with no plan, get up in the morning, go to the artist studio, and just start working with them. Just start shadowing them, and during the course of the day, I would just you know get to know them, get to know their family who was involved in the studio, get to know their friends who would come by to the studio, and then eventually, like we would end up eating together, going to places. They would end up showing me. The place, places that they go to, and it was just such an easy way to travel, but also such a unique way to travel because I personally find artists to be the most—they're、um, like the cultural ambassadors of a place.、Um, they shape a culture, so seeing a place through their eyes was always very special and different. So、uh, that's how I've just traveled my entire life、um, across fifty countries, and over the last few years, while I was working as As a creative director at a digital agency in New York, I just found myself spending so much time on the computer and wanting to just get away from the computer and just go to a place and disconnect and make things with hands, connect with people in real life, and really slow down. And there's just like this beauty of. Doing anything with craft where you have to slow down, and so I was just getting addicted to that. And, but there, it was just impossible to find these artists、uh, on your own if you had short time. So I decided to, you know, build a website where. Anybody could find all these amazing curated artists and makers around the world, and you could easily just book an apprenticeship with them. So I took a year-long sabbatical to build this company. I traveled to 12 countries. I spent a month in each country finding these artists and makers, and then I built the company, and it was live. That's amazing. So for the people who. Come on, or、uh, for the kind of what? What are the kind of people who opt for experiences like this? Is there like a particular age group? What kind of、uh, trends do you see? Yeah, it's、uh, you know it's interesting. A lot of people ask us, "Oh, I, do I have to be a creative? Do I have to be an artist?" And yeah, I mean, a lot of people who do go for these experiences tend to be 
uh, artists or makers or designers, um, you know, they're interested in expanding their skills or they want to, they have special projects in mind and they want to work on those with under the guidance of a master. Uh, we also see people who are going on sabbaticals or gap years who want to um, just take some time off from their work and do something different. We see students who want to, instead of doing an internship, this is how they want to build a new skill. Even people in their like 50s and 60s, 70s who have worked really hard their entire life um, in their jobs and now they feel like they want to spend more time pursuing their passions. They want to do something different. And um, yeah, so it's it's really a very broad set of people who, um, who go on a VAWA. And we definitely see a lot of solo travelers, a lot of women uh, solo travelers primarily because it's such a safe way to travel. Um, you have this artist who is vetted, who is a master, and you're kind of under their guidance. Um, so you never feel alone or unsafe. You, It's almost like having a friend in another place. So yeah, we see a lot of um, solo travelers as well. Got it. The premise of this podcast is passion, right? So these people who are following their passion are, you know, they're craftsmen and Vava will be augmenting their financial resources in a significant way, right? Yeah, so that's the other side of it for sure. So, you know, you have the travelers who get to learn new skills and get to see a new place. And on the other side, you have these artists and makers who, I mean, they're they're not doing this for financial reasons, primarily because these are, you know, professionals. They they This is their livelihood. So they have a very established practice. But yes, it definitely helps to support them financially uh, because uh, now they're able to use teaching as a a different venue for revenue. But I think the real reason why the artists do this is because it's such a great way to exchange ideas. It's a great way for artists to get inspiration inside the studio from around the world. So they love that exchange. They love these new ideas. And I think for us, what is really uh, valuable is that it helps them pass their knowledge to future generations. It's kind of supporting the preservation of these amazing arts and crafts. A lot of these masters are really old and, you know, their family may not take this on. So once they die, the craft dies with them. Um, and it's really, really disheartening to see that our world crafts would die once a person dies. So for us, we are working with a lot of artists who are, we call them endangered. And <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, it's it's a real word. Act. And yeah, the more they have an opportunity to pass on their knowledge, the more people have an opportunity to learn it, the more we as a company can contribute in, uh, and make a small impact in helping preserve these crafts. So I, I hear you that uh, these are dying art forms, right? And it's a great way for them to pass on their knowledge. Do you, do you think that a week or four or five days, do you think that's enough time for someone to be able to soak up all of the skills and the experiences that these masters would have accumulated over the years? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, it's not enough at all. It takes a lifetime to soak in everything. But, you know, the reality is it's a great starter. So instead of doing a two-hour class uh, where you actually just learn nothing or just like an evening class, which most of the places offer, we offer 
a week long thing. So it's it's enough time to understand the entire process. So you go through start to finish. Uh, you're able to touch on every aspect of it and finish, um, finish you know, one project or two projects. So it gives you a good taste of it. But obviously, if you want to learn the entire craft, you want to do it longer. And sometimes we've seen people extend it. So Sometimes people who uh, will say, oh, could we extend it for two weeks or three weeks or even a month? And we're able to accommodate for that. And But it's just the minimum is, is defined by the craft. So, for example, soap making, you could learn the entire process in three days. But if you had to learn how to make your own leather shoe, that would take minimum of two weeks. So um, that's how how these VAWAs are structured, is the minimum time required for you to get into the craft. And you can always come back later, you know, to to do more. Right, right. And for, so I guess it's a lot more immersive than a surface level class, which is like an evening or a couple of hours. So people have the ability to dive in and understand the craft a lot more. And like you said, since you, they have the ability to extend these internships so they can also go in a lot deeper. And so obviously it offers a much deeper experience than like a one day or a evenings class, but it also acts as a great gateway for these individuals to pursue these crafts by themselves or, you know, maybe reach out to the masters or the teachers at later points of time. Is that right? That's right. That's absolutely right. Got it. So if I have to put you in a spot and ask you like what your favorite experiences are and what your passion is what would your answer be <laughs> i knew this was coming <laughs> um well my personal passion is dancing or anything related to movement so i for example did um tango with viviana in argentina she is um she's one of the vava artists and she's absolutely phenomenal um you know there are a lot of dance teachers but there there's only one viviana <laughs> who can teach tango uh yeah i mean it's it's not about learning choreography with her it's it's about learning how to listen to music how to move then listening to that music to tango music and and so what you can learn within one week is actually quite significant um i am also very drawn towards um ceramics painting uh photography so i've done a photojournalism wawa with um a world-renowned photojournalist his name is manu chair uh he's based in italy now but he's originally an iranian uh photojournalist who has documented pretty much all the wars that you may have heard of and he's been in the front lines. His photographs have graced the cover of pretty much every magazine. And, and you know, a lot of the history we know is through his photographs. And I spent a week learning photojournalism with him in Italy. It was just mind-blowing because I, I love photography, but photojournalism is different. Uh, to be able to be an observer and be able to document it through a photograph um, is, is a very different art art than capturing a good photograph which is more artistic and also the ethics behind photojournalism how do you find subjects how do you find a story um, so that was that, that was very fascinating for me I've also done painting with Claire in Italy so Claire is a, a 
phenomenal Scottish uh, painter. Uh, she's based in Italy in a small town called Guardia San Romandi. It used to be an old medieval town with the dying population. And somehow, just in recent years, it has seen uh, an influx of a lot of uh, expats. Um, and yeah, so I spent a week there learning painting from her. And painting is not something that I have... I ever thought I like, but I think I was just craving to just draw, just to get things out of me. And so I wouldn't say that I I, I love painting, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so I think I may have discovered a new um, passion. Right. So you mentioned like a plethora of passions, right? It's not just one thing. And so you spoke about painting, you spoke about ceramics spoke about photojournalism and all of this and you, you also mentioned that you went to architecture school but now you're a designer i see you as a person with a lot of interdisciplinary skills so can can you talk about how the skills and the insights that you would have got from one of these activities can be applied across different disciplines or how that has played out over the course of your life and how how you look at these uh, intermingling of these various art forms yeah, what a great question. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe it's not just me who's interdisciplinary. I think as humans, we are very multifaceted and multidisciplinary. That's how we are born. But somehow as we are growing up, uh, we put ourselves in a box or the society puts us in a box. Oh, you are an engineer and you're supposed to do this. Or you are a doctor and this is how you're supposed to function. This is you're a lawyer. But in reality, we are all as humans, very, very multidimensional and and it's really up to us how we kind of, you know, scrape a little bit of us every time, every day and and discover ourselves and discover, wow, I didn't know I like this. Oh, I didn't know I was good at this. Oh, I didn't know uh, I, I could really enjoy this. And, and I think... Um, I feel lucky that being in an architecture school as a designer, I had the opportunity to explore a lot of those facets about me. And I, you know, I always encourage people to get outside their box, explore things that they've never done, because you never know what you're going to discover about yourself. What it does is it just like gives you a different perspective on different things. So as an example, to give you an example of photojournalism, one of the reasons why I also was interested in learning photojournalism was when I am, as a business owner now for VAWA, as I'm doing storytelling about um, you know people's experiences or these artists, I wanted to see how I could tell better photo stories um, uh, about about artists and the travelers. But well, what I learned out of that was more of a perspective it was not the technical skill of how to hold a camera or how to take a good photograph it was how do you how do you observe um so as a photojournalist your job is to document a moment in time your job is not to put your perspective on it um it's almost like you're a historian you are capturing that moment as is the the to its truest essence that's the truth that is the fact and then the interpretation of of that photograph is typically our uh, the stories you know we make off it because it makes us feel a certain way it represents something to us so as a photojournalist the job is to tell the story as is 
And that's very difficult because as humans, we are trained to put our perspective and story on what we see. And so just being aware of wow, there are two ways of observing the world. Uh, one is like a photojournalist and one is like a human, you know, we, we, we are conditioned a certain way. And I think just it has, it has made me a better observer. So that skill applies to everything. It applies to how I interact with people, but it also applies to when I look at a painting, to when I am even fixing things in my house. You know, it's just like it's just changed the way I look at things and how I observe and what is my role in this world when I'm capturing that photo and telling that story. It just makes me more aware of my role and my responsibility. So I think it was not just about learning the craft. It was about becoming a better human, more aware human. I have goosebumps because the stuff that you just mentioned is so relevant in today's world, especially because we're inundated with news that's filled with propaganda or that's trying to make you think in a certain way. So you know, that's an amazing perspective that you just shared with us right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it gives me chills too when I think of it. And when I am now able to see those images from media and really able to understand what put myself there and say, like, what truly happened versus what is the headline saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very different. Absolutely. So you've had the privilege of... Uh, being part of these wawas and you've interacted with all of these people and that's one of the ways that you're seeing the world a little differently a little bit earlier in our conversation you mentioned that we we start off as multifaceted individuals and somewhere along the way we we lose our path and we kind of force ourselves into you know just looking at the world in this one dimension so for the people who have not yet booked a wawa or who have not yet immersed themselves in a creative experience what inputs would you be able to give so that they can broaden their horizon or they can start looking at the world with a different perspective yeah um you know yeah you're right i have been i you know i am lucky that i have been able to have so many different experiences um but i would say these experiences are all around each one of us uh so just as an example of a photojournalist, um, you don't have to go in the front lines of the war to, to do anything. You can literally step outside of your home in your backyard and just just be aware and say, okay, uh, what do I really see? And just having that internal awareness to think outside the norm, like the way you think, just be more open to other perspectives uh, other ways of doing things and 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 so i think like the first is just that like having an open mind to new ways of doing things so that could even include like when we are in a work environment when we you know being a better listener about how other people are trying to solve something or doing something so i think that's that's just number one is keeping an open mind um and then number two is uh, developing curiosity uh for learning new things developing curiosity could be okay well instead of watching my favorite netflix show today could i pick a random topic that has always been at the back of my mind has been interesting can i read up about it can you know just just 
learn just develop that habit of of uh, going after things that spark a little joy in your mind that get you a little excited and then you just want to learn and then just learn and then just learn more and then yeah once you start developing that you know maybe you uh, see an amazing um, pot that you love in your house and maybe next time you want to try building it just find a class nearby um and just go take a class take a class for 30 minutes or an hour and and see what it does if you like it then do more of it if you don't like it don't do it try something else <laughs> you know i think it's just being like letting loose and not thinking there's only one right way of doing things or there is only one way that i know that i can do it's just taking your life as like a playground and play with different things and try different things and um i think yeah that's that's my only input to people for people who want to not live in that one dimension because it's literally about scraping different sides of ourselves to discover something new like you know keeping that magic alive like that mystery that we have as little kids that wow what am i going to find here so think of yourself as that person like what am i going to find here what do, what do i not know about myself what do i like and keeping that curiosity will automatically open doors and then you're unstoppable then it just doesn't stop that's fantastic in conclusion is there a thing as being too curious at what what happens to people people like me who are extremely curious when they start off something like i told you about you know i i did i interviewed someone who does pottery and i actually you know made a pot with them but that's where the curiosity ended and after i got home i got curious about something else uh, after a little bit of time i got curious about something else so i'm just so curious that my attention keeps getting diverted i'm unable to find that one or two things that really hold me back so what what would you suggest for people with like fleeting attention spans or fleeting curiosity you know i don't know i feel that's okay it didn't catch your attention it didn't catch your attention i mean it caught you for a while but maybe there's something else that will hold your attention for a little longer so i'm not suggesting that one needs to be add about it because but if you are curious enough and you want to discover a lot of different things there's no real reason to hold it back um and we don't have to go deep into everything that we we learn um i think you will automatically find something that uh will automatically draw you more towards it so i think sometimes we just put too much pressure on on ourselves to have to stick to something of course like if you're trying to do something with it like turn it into a profession of course you need to like you know, if you want to become if you're if you crave to have your own um you know ceramic line of course then you have to stick to it and you have to put in the hard work and the practice to develop the skill it takes years of discipline to do that but if that's not what your end goal is you you won't have to <laughs> you know and it's okay because whatever you learned in that in that while you made pottery that experience will feed into whatever else you're doing so for example if doing these podcasts is your thing that thinking that perspective will automatically feed into this so it's okay it's okay if if some things don't hold your attention for too long got it got it that's that's really reassuring i i guess i really needed to hear that more for myself and uh, less for the people for the people listening in 
yeah that that's helpful you know as we conclude uh, geetika what would your thoughts be for uh, for being on the passion people podcast and uh, any closing comments my only comments are you know i we have our tagline called follow the rabbit <laughs> which is referencing alice in wonderland uh this idea of following your curiosity so i i really think that curiosity and creativity are the source of our well-being our well-being as humans and when we are at our best then we can make an impact in the world and so that creativity becomes the source of progress in the world so i encourage everyone to find that creativity in yourself find that curiosity in yourself and and live a full life like don't hold yourself back don't live in fear there's so much uh, magic that can be done um, with what each one of us holds so i hope you you get outside your you know life and and do try new things Thank you that's that's a very apt conclusion and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you where can people find you where can people reach out to you and uh, so how can we get in touch with you yeah so go to our website which is www.vawaa.com that's wawa.com uh, and you can also find us on social on facebook instagram twitter instagram is where we are most active it's at vawaa underscore email us at hello at vawa.com yeah we're there in every possible <laughs> digital channel so uh, we look forward to hearing from each one of you fantastic i'll also make sure that uh, i include the links in the show notes so uh, people can find all of the links uh, that we spoke about in the show notes Thank you so much Geetika it's it's absolutely wonderful talking to you. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the show. We appreciate you taking the time out for this. If you like what you heard, please share this with a few friends and leave a review rating on your favorite podcaster. This will help more people learn about the podcast. Until next time, this is Krithika from the Passion People podcast wishing you a wonderful week ahead. Stay passionate. Cheers.